In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. Before we get started today, I want to take a moment to introduce you to a brand new book called Radically Different. This 13-week study aims to help middle schoolers and young teens view life and especially relationships from a Christian worldview. Each week explores new relationships through the lenses of creation, fall, and redemption. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm welcoming Jessica Thompson. Jess is a wife, mother of three teenage children, and a frequent conference speaker. Her heart is to see women, families, and children freed from the bondage of moralism and to live in the joyful freedom of the gospel. Jess is also co-author of the popular parenting book, Give Them Grace, Dazzling Your Kids with the Love of Jesus. She's also written Answering Your Kids' Toughest Questions, I definitely need to get that one, and a new book coming out in August, which sounds incredible. It's called How to Help Your Anxious Teen. Jessica, it's really great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Champ. I'm excited to be with you guys. Thank you. So what verse do you have for us today? Isaiah 40, 11. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. How did this passage become important to you, Jessica? This is in the middle of Isaiah. It sounds familiar to some of us, but you know, still it's not maybe at the top of someone's favorite verse of scripture. (laughs) Right. Well, when my kids were little, I remember when I had three little ones under the age of And as a young mom, I was really struggling and just felt like I had no time to be in the word. I barely had time to sleep. (laughs) I barely had time to eat. You know, you're just chasing little ones and taking care of a baby. It's exhausting. It is. It is exhausting. It's lonely. It's exhausting. And you're so tired. And it's funny that it's lonely because you're always with someone. (laughs) But as a young mom, I just felt so Uh, tired and lonely and just looking for some sort of encouragement. And Isaiah 40, the whole chapter became a lifeline for me. Hmm. Um, During that time, I would read one verse a day, uh, maybe one verse a week. (laughs) And this verse in particular, 4011, really spoke to me because it talked about how God is gentle, gently leads those that are with young. And I thought, that's me. He's gently leading me as I have young children. And so that's why this verse in particular is so meaningful to me. It takes me back to that time where I really felt a need and God just met me in a beautiful way. I think anybody who's had little kids can totally resonate with what you're describing. I want to hear more what your thoughts are about this verse. But before we do that, let me read it again. This is Isaiah, the 40th chapter, verse 11. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. God's word says, he protects his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them in the fold of his garment. He gently leads those that are nursing. So Jess, there's so much in this verse about what our God is like and what he does. Mm-hmm. Where do we even start? What, what do we learn about God in this verse? <laughs> well, even you reading it in a different translation made me tear up. I mean, 
I think we we tend to think of God as um, distant a little bit, um, maybe very powerful, which he is obviously um, omniscient, uh, you know, omnipotent, like all these big verses and I mean, big, all these big words that maybe seem other than, and he is other than absolutely. Yes. He's holy. He's other than, but one thing I think this verse really teaches us is that God is an intimate God. Hmm. This picture of him being a shepherd and, and picking up lambs in his arms and carrying them close to his heart and being gentle with us. Um, it's it's this beautiful picture of who God is. I think a lot of times we think, oh, I, I got to catch up to God. I got to keep up with God. And this verse says, no, no, no. God comes and carries you. So all the effort that we put into trying to keep up a relationship with God, um, this verse is beautiful. And especially in that time of my life that I talked about where I felt so weak and so vulnerable, uh, this verse came and talked about him protecting me and carrying me and being gentle with me. And it was such a radical shift because I thought God's going to be mad at me because I'm not doing my devotions every day. Mm -hmm. And this verse came to me and said, no, no, no. He's actually with you. He's actually with you as you change diapers. He's with you as you drive your kids to preschool. Mm-hmm. He, he's with you in all of those places. So look at those places as holy. Wow, that's great. You know, it reminds me, Jess, of when we go to Hebrews, it says that yeah. the Lord is able to sympathize with us because mm. he's partaken in our weakness with us. So this right. kind of pushes the metaphor, the picture in Isaiah 40 a little bit, that like he's the shepherd, but he is compassionate and understanding because he he became part of the flock, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And you know, it's so crazy. It's like, you need a good shepherd he's it. You need a lamb slain slain for your sins. Mm. He's it. And that picture in Hebrews 4 about him sympathizing, I read Charles Spurgeon say that that's like when you put two grand pianos in a room Mm. and you hit a note on one and that same string vibrates on the other grand piano. He feels it. So if something touches you, he feels it. He sympathizes with you in your very weaknesses, in the very parts you think he should be disappointed. He's actually like, oh, sweetie, I feel it with you. And I think that's such a crazy um, opposite way than what we think we should mm-hmm. be treated like. But he is opposite, right? He, he has this upside down world that mm-hmm. is so much better than um, what we've come to expect from each other and from the world. So how does that change the way we think about prayer? Well, it, it should make us run to him instead of thinking about our good days or our bad days or how did I prove myself to him today? Mm-hmm. It should make us run to him because he's already told us, here's how I feel about you. I'm going to be gentle with you. Here's how I feel about you. I'm going to scoop you up in my garments and carry you. Here's how I feel about you. I'm going to protect you. A lot of times I think we don't pray because we think God might be disappointed with us or he's looked at our day and thought, you really blew it today. But that's not his disposition. It's one of sympathizing with us. So those verses that talk about Jesus being our high priest who sympathizes, the next verses are this. So then with boldness, come to the throne of grace. And Mm. there you're going to find help and receive mercy. So that's how it should change the way we pray. Go to the throne of grace. It's not a throne of good works. It's a throne of grace. Go there and find the help and mercy you need. You know, sometimes we feel like we have to kind of take some steps to get between where we've ended up somehow and where God is. But the reality is he is that next step. He's right there with us. Right. And Jesus has done all the steps. That's right. He's already done it all. 
I mean, when he was dying on the cross, his last words were, it is finished. So there's no more steps. (laughs) He did it all. So rest in the good work that he's done and go to your heavenly father who's protecting you and holding you. Yeah, he's drawn near, so we should draw near. Right, absolutely. So we've talked about prayer as a natural next step, Mm -hmm. a natural result from the Lord's shepherding care of us. What else should this verse motivate us to do? Well, I think the more we look at how gentle he is towards us, uh, knowing knowing who we are, having a clear picture of who we are, and then a clear picture of how he's still kind, loving, forgiving, Mm -hmm. gentle. As we have a clear picture of who he is, that should motivate us then to love others in the same way. Hmm. So instead of, I have this picture, like he gently leads those that are with young, right? He's not screaming at me to hurry up. Hmm. Now, that oftentimes is how I am with when my kids were little. I'm like, if you don't get in the car in three seconds, I'm leaving you, <laughs> which of course would never happen. But I threaten that over and over again. But see, that's never his disposition towards us. So the more I think about his disposition towards me, which is you're struggling, I'm going to pick you up and hold hmm. you then the more I'm going to be able to love those around me that are struggling as well. I'm not going to look at them and say, get your act together. Come on right, right now. There's, I have no patience for this because I will remember his patience with me, his love, his gentleness towards me. And then that should motivate me. Now it, it doesn't always, but it should mm-hmm. motivate me to love and care for others in the same way. And when it doesn't motivate me, then I fall back on, I'm forgiven. He's mm-hmm. taking care of this too. It's already finished. And because that, I can be grateful. And then hopefully that motivates me. I love it. So there was a great book with an amazing subtitle that's called uh, Dazzling Your Kids with the Love of Jesus. (laughs) That's right. And I think that's what we're talking about. And it's not just our kids, is it? No, right. The whole point of that book is that you dazzle yourself first with the love of Jesus. The more you behold the love of Jesus, the prayer is the more you become like him. But as you behold him, you're going to be in awe of how much you're loved. And then out of that flows that you're able to love others. Well, Jess, it's been great to have you on the podcast today. I look forward to seeing your book when it comes out in August, How to Help Your Anxious Teen. So why don't you just take a moment and close our time praying this verse for all of us today. Thanks, champ. Heavenly Father, you are intimate. You are our shepherd. You carry us. You long to be close to us. Help us to believe that we're welcome in your arms. Help us to believe that you truly have done all the work that needs to be done in order for us to be a part of your flock. And then help us rest knowing that you are tenderly leading us, that you're gentle with us, and that you sympathize with us. Help us to run to you in time of need. Help us to know that we will only receive grace from you. That's who you are. Grace upon grace upon grace. By your Holy Spirit, make us believe that. In your Son's name, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.